0: So, okay, so what's your favorite video game system? What's your favorite system? Let's ask. N64 platform. Like, well, no, like, like one particular system, one console. Yes. Okay, there's like 14 Nintendos here. Like, literally, there's all these different Nintendos here. We got the NES. What, what? Quit that. Who's doing that? Come on, Tate. Don't make me take your phone. We've got the Nintendo, we've got the Super Nintendo, we've got the N sixty four, the GameCube, the Wii, and the Wii U. And so which Nintendo is your favorite? The original Nintendo Entertainment System, which is almost older than me. It is 1986. That's the year I was born that came out. Your dad has one, that's awesome. What are you what about you, Draven? What's your favorite system? I don't know. That's kind of a toss. Well, no, that's a super. GameCube or PS2? Okay. What about you? What about? I saw the girl's hands go up. What's your favorite game system? You don't know? The Xbox. So it could be like one of those there, the Xbox. Okay. Xbox 360. And, and, okay, he already mentioned PlayStation, right? There's been four different PlayStations. Uh, any uh anybody ever have a Game Boy? Right? We all had a Game Boy. I'm pretty sure my dad still has like the original nineteen eighty nine one that he plays Tetris on when he's pooping. Like uh um I'm like serious, I think he still has that. But uh Wes still has the two thousand six one, it's in my room actually at the house, but uh Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, those are, those are awesome. I played a lot of Tetris, a lot of Donkey Kong. Uh, you had an N64. We were talking about N64 earlier. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite game console is either the 64 or the Super Nintendo, but I never owned a 64. I had to go to my buddy Randy's house to play the 64. So my favorite one is probably the Super Nintendo. We brought it in tonight. We can play it later. Uh, I had to bring in this TV because it's so old it won't hook up to that TV. So, like, it's hooked up to this one. I know. That's weird. So uh, we have five games. We've got Mario Kart, NHL 94, Ken Griffey Baseball, NBA Jam, and Mario World. Uh, do we not have Nickelodeon Guts? Did we never get that? Oh, I thought we had. Okay. So so those were some of my favorite games there. Uh, I love NHL 94. You get the Penguins. You be Marlo, Mario Lemieux and Jeremy Yager, and you kill everybody. It's awesome. Uh it's it's great, and the, I love this Ken Griffey baseball because they couldn't get the names of the players from like the Major League Baseball Players Association. So it's the real teams, but all these fake names. It's really, and they're all really dumb. It's really funny, and uh, but when we were kids, like whenever it was, I we were little kids. We were playing video games, and some of y'all know about this. Uh, we used to, when when one person was whooping the other one real bad, you kind of had two options: you either just take the loss. Or do what button bash? What is that? What is it Oh, mess with theirs. Okay, three options. Uh, no, we never button bashed. Or you came up here and you hit the reset button. Because in the middle of the race, in the middle of Mario Kart, in the middle of the baseball game, whatever it may be, you hit that reset button and it starts over. Right, the whole system just resets and you go. Yes, it's evil, right? And he would do that, and then I'd punch him, and uh, and you know that's how that would generally go. Um, because the cool thing is, once that reset button is hit, whatever happened before that doesn't matter anymore. It's over, and all that matters now is what's coming ahead, you know, is like the part that's, 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 that's still to be done. And so you could do that and totally reset everything. Well, tonight we're going to talk about a situation like that in the Bible. Y'all have heard of Jonah. I'm quite certain of it, okay? Jonah's a prophet. God tells him to go Where? To Nineveh, yes, not Nirvana. (laughs) Not Nirvana like Taylor said that one Sunday night a while back when we were in the Minor Prophets. Yeah, Kurt Cobain needed Jesus too. Uh, God told him to go to Nineveh, and Nineveh is like a super evil city. They were known to be really, really bad. And uh, So Jonah doesn't want to do that. He's like, no, they're bad. They deserve your judgment. We shouldn't give them grace. They deserve judgment. And so what does he do? He hops on a ship going the opposite way. Okay, what happens while he's on the ship? Somebody tell me. A great storm comes. All the dudes on the boat are freaking out. He's downstairs hiding, and they're like, "Dude, do you know why the storm is here?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's because I'm running away from God. Just throw me off the boat." Yes. He gets eaten by. It actually says a great fish. It doesn't say whale. That's a that's a common misconception. No, yeah, he gets eaten by a great fish. Okay, and whales are mammals, not fish. Anyways, but uh, he gets eaten by a great fish. Okay, a big fish. And, and, and this is where the interesting part happens. Because I think we kind of skip over this little section here. We know he gets eaten by the whale. We know he gets spit up. But in chapter 2 of, uh, of, of the book of Jonah, it records his conversation with God. And we kind of forget this. But here's how it starts. It says, From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. Now, I find this interesting because not only did he call to God, but what did God do? God answered. God responded. Okay, so he had a genuine encounter with God in in the in the belly of a whale, like the newsboy saying, "Yes, Wes and I are humming that already." Right? He had an, a God encounter in this really dark, terrible place that none of us would ever want to be in. He has this crazy, awesome God encounter. And so that kind of reminded me of camp. Like we go to camp, and we have this God encounter. We get down to the altar. We cry, and everybody's makeup runs. And, you know, uh, we all get that ugly cry face, you know. All right, none of us can cry pretty. It's okay. Uh, We we all have it. And so you go to camp, and, and you have this God encounter, but which is kind of like our reset button. Okay, that's kind of like the reset button because you come back from camp and you're like, "Sweet man, I got this." You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live for you. Well, when when Jonah gets thrown up by the fish, you know, he gets he gets puked out on the beach, and uh, and at that point, Jonah has a choice. Just like when you're losing the game, you have a choice. We talked about three choices. What are the choices that Jonah has after he gets spit up? What, what after Jonah has his God encounter in the whale, the whale coughs him up onto the beach. What, what 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 does Jonah have? What decision does he have to make? Like, what are his options? What can he do at that point? Yeah, he can continue running away from Nineveh, or he can go to Nineveh. Y'all were both saying that. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, he can either, okay, God, I'm gonna do what you said. I'm gonna go preach in Nineveh, or he can continue to disobey. He can go back the other way. Of course, we know what he does. He he uh, he changes his behavior. He decides, okay, I'm going to preach. I'm going to do what you said. In chapter 3, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of. Oop, oh, that's not what I wanted to be on. I got ahead. Yes. Oh, I may have forgotten. Okay, I forgot to put these next couple of verses up there, on there. That's my bad. Uh, Verse, i I'll tell you, this is chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. It's on the U version. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Okay, that's Jonah 3, verses 1 through 3. Yes, ma'am. They did, okay, yes. The people repented and turned to God. I'm not so worried about them, more worried about Jonah's decision, okay? So, uh, So what we have here, we have... He's living his life a certain way. He has a God encounter. He comes out of that God encounter, and he has a choice. Okay, He gets to choose, do I follow God, do I go back to what I was doing before? He chooses to follow God. Nineveh gets saved. It uh, says he walked a day's walk. It was about a 3 days walk across the city. He walked a day's walk into there. Everybody got saved. Life was good. Now, Jonah 4 is a whole other story because Jonah's still kind of a crybaby about it, but uh, we're not going to get into that tonight. So, So before all this happened... He was outside the will of God, and he was almost dead. Like, the ship was about to go down. They were all going to die, right? Titanic style. I'm king of the world. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Jack, don't ever let me go. So that's where they were. Like, they're on the ship about to die. He's in a bad place. He has this God encounter, and after that, he, he gets used to help save a whole city. Okay, so that's cool. Like, that's a big change from almost dead to help save a whole city. Y'all remember, uh, and I've talked about this a couple times since then, I talked about it last Sunday morning or two Sunday mornings ago. Audrey said on Thursday night of youth camp, you know, she looked around at us and she said, how could we not reach Odessa? How could we not reach our city? We have the opportunity to do like Jonah and help reach a city because camp is our reset button. Right, we go to camp, we get all weepy, we we focus on Jesus, we put the phones away, we put the the stuff away, you know, and we get a fresh start, but then we come back and the game starts again. Okay, so just like when that video game, if Wes and I are playing video games, I'm whooping his butt at Mario Kart, and he hits the reset button. I say, okay, fine, we'll start over, We select our people and all that stuff, 150cc, Uh, I always pick Toad because Toad's the best, and... uh, Now, if Wes continues to play the game the same way he did before, what's going to happen? He's going to keep losing. Right? If you continue to play the same way you were before, the result is going to be the same. They say the definition of insanity is repeating the same action and expecting a different result. And that's exactly what so often happens. We have these reset button moments. We go to camp, we go to a youth rally, whatever happens. And yet we come back, we keep playing the game the exact same way before as we were before and getting the same result. So we have to change the way we're playing the game. We have to change the way we're doing life after we hit the reset button. Okay, some of you guys have been to camp several years in a row, Um, and you go, and the same thing happens. You cry at the altar. You get in touch with Jesus, and then you come back, and it kind of goes, and and, and by the time school starts, you're back in your old habits. You're back with all all the same kind of stuff. You're hanging out with the same old friends and letting them influence you. You're back watching the same movies and listening to the same music that was a bad influence on you, and you're playing the game the same way, and you're still losing it. Okay? But here's the thing. Going to the altar at camp is great, okay? You're not going to get any argument from me, even Pastor Todd, as much as he loves, or let me rephrase, as much as we want to to change the way the look of the building is, the altars, there will always be altars in our sanctuary. I've heard Todd talk about that. The altars are are really useful and they're very uh, effective. But here's the thing, if we go to the altar and then nothing changes, we haven't done any good uh, because the altar is not the the, the end-all, be-all, okay? Okay. I heard it said this way, and I'm going to put this up here on the screen. Uh, uh, so, actually, I don't think any of y'all heard this. Shaylee and Ashton, maybe. Um, when we were at Fine Arts, the service uh, the night before Fine Arts started, the preacher said this. There it is. He said, "If you're going to break the cycle of backsliding, it's not going to happen in the altar. It's going to happen in the bedroom." So you can go to the altar a hundred times, but that's not where the change happens, okay? He also said this, the same, the same speaker that same night, said if surrender doesn't change us, it doesn't change anything. That time at the altar, that surrender time, has to change our behavior. It has to change the way we are acting, or else uh, it, does, it didn't do any good. And I've been there, y'all. I mean, I went to camp, got filled with the Spirit, got called in the ministry, and then, you know, went back to doing the same stuff. So I speak from experience when I say this because we have this Jesus encounter. We get filled or refilled with the Spirit, and then we're like, okay, I guess I'm done speaking in tongues till next year's camp. You know, like we never speak in tongues again. Oh, oh, boy, I'm glad I got my Bible. I took notes for four nights. I'll take notes next year at camp, and then we forget our Bible forever. And, and that's not the way. It's supposed to go. We have to cultivate our relationship with God day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, or else the change didn't change. We have to change the way that we're acting. I'm going to give you guys some really practical tips if you're note takers. uh, If you have a note app or whatever on your phone, this might be a good chance to do that. Um... Uh, okay, we're going to talk about the new habits we have to start with. Okay, first off, quiet time. Y'all have heard me talk about this a hundred times. Reading the Bible. You say, I don't know what to read. Boom, got you taken care of. You got your you version app, which half of you guys are already using. You go to the menu on the left-hand side. You click Plans. Then on the bottom, you click Browse Plans, and there's a... Hundreds of Bible reading plans you can do. You can do whole year Bible. Currently, I'm in the middle of the chronological through the year. That's off my phone from today. Uh, In the middle one, you can see there chronological plan. I'm reading through the Bible in the order that the events happen. So it's not necessarily in the order the Bible is, like Job happens in the middle of Genesis. Kind of cool. Um, You read like Kings and Chronicles simultaneously because they tell a lot of the same stories. and uh, so. But you can read. There's stuff aimed right at youth. There's topical reading plans. There's seven-day reading plans about anger and relationships and sex and marriage and and all kinds of stuff. If you click on youth, you can get all kinds of different things, short plans, 40-day plans, read through the New Testament in 30 days, hundreds of different plans to help you get started if you don't know what to read. I also want to throw this out there. This website right here is called 30daysaftercamp.com. 30 days worth of video devotionals and scriptures already lined up So when you get back from camp, help you get started back into your walk Okay, this is really cool I texted most of you guys after we got back from camp with this link in it But if you don't know what to read, you don't know where to start Go to this website, it'll help you get started Um, It's really cool, I dig what they did there Uh, You can either download the PDF or you can watch all, they've got, like I said, like two-minute, they're like two-minute videos, they're not long. It's like one- to two-minute video announcements you can watch every day for 30 days to get started on your quiet time. Okay, of course, prayer, we talk about prayer a lot. A while back, I talked about the 714 prayer app, which uh, we may have forgotten about, uh, but it's still there. It also has video devotionals. They post one a week in the grow section. Uh, The prayer hub, you can find all kind of prayer requests. School prayer list there Like I've got all the all, all eight schools in Odessa All the six junior highs The two high schools uh, New tech is not on there Otherwise I would have put that one on there too But, but you can do school prayer list You can five friend focus You got five friends you want to pray for You plug that in It reminds you to pray for them Okay super easy stuff This is really uh, Like just kind of down to earth Nuts and bolts kind of stuff Now How many of you guys Tell me this What is your favorite part About the services at camp that's a, that's not rhetorical. Somebody answer. What's your favorite part about the services? The altar call. The time in the altar, right? Right? The altar yeah, man, altar call's the best. Like, yeah, the worship's great and the preaching's always good, but man, that altar call is the best. Why am I the reason why camp is so effective is because there's nothing else going on. You're out in the middle of nowhere you know, sure, you got a few kids who aren't paying attention, wanting to play carpet ball, wanting to go down to the uh, down the snack shack early, but you're focused on Jesus. And you say, okay, it's hard to do that at home. I kind of disagree because all you got to do is turn that ringer off on your phone, okay? The Snapchats and the Instagrams and the text messages will be there in 15 minutes from now, but you have the opportunity to get in your room, shut the door, crank up some worship music, turn the phone off, and focus on Jesus just like it's the altar call. Y'all can do that. I We can do that daily, okay? You say, I don't know what worship music to listen to. I got you covered here. I'm going to give you six albums. There's Six of the newest ones I have. They're all really good. If you like like the bumping, jumping up and down kind of stuff, these two albums are great. That's Hillsong Young and Free, which you all know Alive that we've been doing. You are alive in us. That's off Young and Free. Uh, Endless Praise. I just got Yesterday. It came out in March. Really good stuff. I'm digging it. Uh, Some really fun jumping up and down songs. If you like more mid-tempo kind of stuff, Elevation Worship, we've been doing The Glory Is Yours on Sunday mornings. That's off of that album. Ren Collective, super acoustic, kind of Irish, folky stuff, but it's really fun, uh, good stuff. And if you like that altar call kind of stuff where you just turn it on, it's like a 12-minute long song, okay, check these albums out. Hillsong Know Where the Name is brand new. And Bethlehem Music, You Make Me Brave, live at the Civic. Great stuff. Uh, dudes, if you like dude worship. Uh, Jake Hamilton is awesome. If y'all know the song War Drums. Uh, that's Jake Hamilton, and all of his stuff is really good. I say dude worship because y'all know the song, The More I Seek You. I want to sit at your feet, drink. Right, y'all know the song. Y'all know Terry. <laughs> he always jokes. He doesn't like that song. He thinks it's really girly about, you know, laying in God's arms and feeling his heartbeat and stroking his beard. and You know, like, I don't know. He just finds it very feminine. And so 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 when I say dude worship, like Jake Hamilton, he's just screaming at the mic most of the time. The guitars are cranked up, and it's really good. But uh just wanted to mention that. And that is some, like, super practical kind of stuff that you can do every day to help keep your walk strong. It's super easy to understand the importance of doing it. It's a whole other thing to actually make the decision to do it, the choice to do it. Okay, the other thing is church attendance. And you guys are here tonight, so that's kind of like preaching to the choir. That's part of the reason we're podcasting, okay, because some people aren't here tonight. But, you know, church attendance is really important. Y'all have heard me. Can anybody... Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. Anybody know it? Oh, as iron sharpens iron, one person sharpens iron. Exactly. Prover- ex- as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. Let me throw this one at you. Hebrews ten twenty-five. Not giving up meeting together as some of the habit of, of are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as You see the day approaching. uh, Hebrew, the author of Hebrews is talking about some people have quit meeting together. They've quit going to church. Don't do that. That's what he's saying. And again, you guys who are here tonight, you know, I'm kind of preaching to the choir, but but don't, you know, it's easy to kind of get distracted and say, oh, we always make excuses. It's easy to make excuses. I know it is. You guys got a lot more going on than I do in your lives. My This is my life. I mean, this is my job, and I love it. And so for me, it's easy to be here. I get that y'all have a lot of stuff going on. I'm fully aware of it, and y'all know I come to a lot of your stuff as much as I can. But sometimes we got to just make a choice and say, you know what? I'm going to go to church, okay, and that's really important. Uh, and you know what? Sometimes that means... We got to put some stuff out, okay. Sometimes we got to get rid of some stuff. Might be a certain media, might be certain friends, might be certain TV that we like, certain music that we listen to. That's a bad influence, you know. It just is. You know, the Bible says, and I don't have this one on there, but y'all have heard the scripture: whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is trust, uh, just, and all those good things. Think on the good things. Don't fill your mind with crap. Okay, that's. You know, Tony's paraphrased version of, of that scripture. Don't fill your mind with junk. Fill it with good stuff. And so you might have to cut some stuff out of your lives. And repl- And here's the thing. Whenever you cut something out of your life, replace it with a better thing. Okay? So like you say, okay, there's a certain song, or a certain type of music, certain artists that, you know what, it's just not good for me. I've been listening to it, but I know it's bad for me. You know, I, I'm going to take that away, but then you still want to listen to music. That's cool. Find a Christian artist, okay? Almost pretty much any style of music you like, there's a Christian equivalent. You know, of course, y'all know Lecrae. If you like rap, the whole 116 crew is killer. Sean Locke, I just got his uh, one of his albums that's really good. Um, if you like rock, if you like hard rock, whatever you like, yeah, I mean, Skiller rocks hard, and I know there's other groups. Red is really good. Uh you know, uh feel like dude actually that one album that I was telling y'all tonight, uh um this one here, the uh if I'll get it to go, there it goes. The uh that Planet Shakers album, like the first three songs on it, are borderline They're almost kind of techno. Like, in fact, one of them even has like a dubstep drop, the bass kind of a section. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, The video they have, they did a live recording of it. The video is pretty awesome too. But you know, whatever you like, there's probably a Christian version, so you can take that and replace it with something good. You know, we have to replace those things with something good. Because here's the thing, and Pastor Todd said this Thursday night at camp, and it was like just a killer quote that I uh, that love. He said this. Anybody remember what he said on Thursday night at camp? I wrote it down really fast because I loved it so much. But only a few. Okay. He said the only difference between camp and home is geography. God is the God of both. I love that because, you know, we think of camp as this mystical place where God shows up. And that's true. It's not mystical. God does show up there. But God can show up in your room. He can show up in the fellowship hall. He can show up in the sanctuary. He can show up in here just as much as he can at camp. The only difference is the latitude and longitude, okay? We can choose to distract or to not be distracted. We can choose all of those things. And so we just have to, to make that choice. now. So we've been through this before, or we've been through the before, I should say. We've been through the early part of Jonah's story. We've been through the turning point. We had our Jesus experience. The question then becomes, what are we going to do with the after? What are we going to do? With the after. Let's pray. God, tonight I just pray, God, that you would help us to change our ways. Let us not get stuck in the old ruts. Let us not get stuck in the old ways. Let us choose new things. God, let us decide tonight that we're going to do what you have called us to do and we're not going to fall back into those old plans. We're not going to fall back into those old ways. We're not going to fall back into. Those, just those old things. God, the the Bible says that if we have been made new, the old is gone and the new has come, and we can rely on that, and we don't have to stand back and hope that things are going to get better, but we can make the choice, God. To change our ways. We can make the choice to follow you. We can make the choice to have a quiet time. We can make the choice to allow you to speak to us through, through the Bible. We can make the choice to pray. We can make the choice to be at church. We can make the, to- the choice to get rid of the distractions and worship you for a while. Now, those are all decisions we can make, not reliant upon anybody else, not reliant upon uh, a parent or a friend or a sibling or a pastor. God, but we individually get to make those choices. And I pray that you would help us to do that. God, I pray that you would help us to to choose you. God, change our desires to be more like yours. That we would not be drawn towards those old things. That, That like you said in Psalm 37, that if we delight ourselves in you, that you would give us new desires. God, I pray that that would happen, that our desires would change to be more like yours. God, and that the change that happened at camp would be a constant change and would be a permanent change and not just a temporary slide. We're going to slide right back into to the old way, God, but that you would change us for good. And we would give ourselves totally to you and we would take up our cross and follow you and not, not follow those around us. God, I just pray these things in your name. God, I pray for any sickness, any health issues that are, that are happening right now. I pray for those that are traveling. I know there are several who are out of town. I pray that they would enjoy their trips and they would come back safely with no issues. Uh, God, and, and, and I just pray that, that as we uh, enjoy the rest of our summer, God, that we would get rest and we would Sabbath and we would re- recharge ourselves, God, and we would continue just because we're back home and not at camp, God, that we would continue to focus on you and we would continue to make you the top priority in our lives, God. God, we love you. We thank you. At your name we pray. Amen.